Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yes, uh, time for the second hour of the run home with Joel and Fletch this afternoon. You've Beautiful. got the uh, Prof and the Boz uh, yep. coming to you live from Wahlburgers down here at Opera Keys. For the last time this week, we've had a wonderful week down here. Um, come down and say good day. Yeah, Win yourself not? a hat if uh, you say to us. I love and my mother, Mother Bosnich, has texted. All right, so she's actually <laughs> said, Prof, all right, it's not called the hydrofoil, it's called a catamaran. Yeah? It's a bit different to the hydrofoil, but like the hydrofoil, much quicker than the ferry. These so are the ones go. in Croatia. Croatia. They're the ones in Croatia. We've got some texts to that point as well, um, basically saying, Boz, there hasn't been a hydrofoil <laughs> for 35 years, but okay. <laughs> but look, I thought it looked very, very similar. So, well, we've looked yeah, up hydrofoils. The mystery, yeah, mystery man said hydrofoils ended in the 80s, Boz. We know that. Boz, where did you live when you bought that one? Boz, I went to Croatia, I went to Hua, but didn't see a hovercraft uh, from Roosterman, fair enough. Well, it's called the Catamaran. Uh, another one here, this is from Lee in Auckland. He's listening, he's having a beer in recovery mode from surgery from arthritis in his knee, only 38. How good? We'll wish him all the best for that. Um, what else have we got? Yeah, they're coming in from everywhere, mate. You Think read out some. No, 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 so, so 0457 736 is the number to text in, or what's happening right now is our New Zealand listeners are joining us. So yeah, very good. Welcome. welcome to everybody in New Zealand. Just to, good evening. to get you up to date, up to speed rather, with the debate that we're having for all soccer football fans obviously we're talking about the, the head injuries that occur regularly in the two rugby games and and obviously in afl and football has its own issue with heading the ball with players you know that have headed the ball for so long then going down dementia and so forth would you blanket ban heading or would you say you can only head crosses or when the ball bounces or something like that very interested to hear what what people's Absolutely. thoughts about now, that yeah. the other debate we're having is hydrofoil or catamaran ferry Co uh, so correct correct if you worked on one yeah. if you've owned one phone in or text in phoning is one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. or if you're in new zealand and you want to text in get involved we love hearing from the kiwis we do, don't we, we do. i want to hear from them. it's double eight double three or you can slide into our dms on instagram at joel fletch sen Tell us what you're up to on a Friday evening in New Zealand. Now, if you missed the first hour, you can subscribe and listen to the Run Home with Joel and Fletch podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or download the SEN app. That sound there that you're hearing in the background is the giant horn of the brilliance of oh, the sea. That's not the hydrofoil? That's not, it might, no. well, is that a giant hydrofoil, boss? There's a, it might be. It there might is be. a massive cruise ship at the yep. overseas passenger terminal down here. Yep. Uh, and she's about Huge, to pull out. The tugboats are coming yep. out. They're latching on. There you go. They're, they're waving to their loved ones. Well, it's a professor. There's a text imagine. here to you. Oh, God. Yeah, it says, say? uh, Professor, uh, I've been to the island of Cortula. It's the birthplace of Marco Polo. Wonderful. Now it's the birthplace of, I think he means Boz. I don't know. Whatever. Stingray. This is, I don't know. He says something there, but whatever. So there you go. Yeah, the o, Yeah, he's put BPS. He might have meant BO. No, PPZ. Uh, Z. Yeah, PPZ. Okay, Boz. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, that'll happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, keep texting him. 
Uh, another one as well. He's from Tiger Ray. Uh, I was on down at the quay earlier today. I didn't see. I did see the cruise ship, but not a hydrofoil. That's because I haven't been around for 35 years. By that, okay. Jeez, you've started something with the hydrofoil. I'm also. Bro. I have former Liverpool boy student. Hey, that's where I went to high school, and I, re- I recall the sportsmaster, Mr. Hatzis, claiming that he taught you all you knew about football. Talk away. Well, he did taught me, teach me a lot. He was an excellent PE teacher, Mr. Hatzis. There you go. Uh, and what a wonderful school that was, Liverpool Boys High School. Great days. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, what so school did you go to when you grew up, bro? I went to St. Augustine's, Brookvale. Beautiful. Uh, Brooksy Brooksy? There Guilty. as well. Oh, Same wow. Here we go. Old boys club. Uh, uh, now we know. Marcus, where did you go? Uh, I went to Govan in Glasgow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> For those who don't know about Govan in Glasgow, that's kind of like, uh, well, Rangers. I don't want to uh, disrespect of another area around the world, but it's like, uh, I wouldn't call it a war hard, zone, but not far knocks. off. <laughs> it's, 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 it's where Rangers are from. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. There we go. It's where my ex-manager is from. But really? Anyway, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Sir Alex? Uh, yeah. Now, on that, I wanted to ask you, David Beckham, Docker at the moment. They might have already, they might have already asked you this. You obviously know Bex. Yes. Have you watched it? I haven't just yet, but everyone's told me it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so um, I will when I've got time. But as as people know who are in this position, we've got two young kids who want to go, you know, not want to go, who do go training every day to different events like last night for example had to go to a concert uh, at their school uh, fourth street uh, fourth street public school their concert so that you know that, that's pretty much a you know you got to get there you got to make sure they're all okay get that, and then get them something to eat and all that it's very very difficult too but as soon as i have a spare how, how long does it go for I've done it actually. My wife was doing it last night. She asked me not to watch it with her. I, I don't know why. Oh, that, okay. That's fair enough. Close yeah, the door. Yeah, okay, I, fair enough. Uh, how long does it go for? <laughs> it's a couple of good. It's Maybe a three, three hours. Three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I have that time, I will. I will. Uh, he, was a, he, he was a much better player than people gave him credit for because of all the stuff when he met Posh Spice and, and when he became a star uh, outside of football because of that sort of, you could say, a little bit of a, if you want to put it as a euphemism, rock and roll image. I think it took away from. What, what actually a good footballer he was. Listen, you don't get the pay for AC Milan, PSG, Real Madrid and Manchester United if you, if you were not. Yeah. Um, but it was always that around the circles of, of the, the elite circles around Europe, there was a little bit of a question about his footballing ability. But for what he did, now he wasn't the type of player like Zinedine Zidane, for example, or a Messi or a, who would go around three or four players and do what he was absolutely brilliant at. And I always like to concentrate on people's strengths, not their weaknesses. You concentrate too much on their weaknesses, then all they do is think about them. Mm. What he was brilliant at, because he could curl the ball so well, was just basically getting the ball out wide on the right and getting just... All he, all he needed was half a yard. Half, just... Not even that, actually. You could say, I would say a quarter of a yard space to curl the ball for, uh, with his right foot so it would come onto the strikers. And if you speak to people that he played with, strikers... Uh, the original Ronaldo, Dwight York, Andy Cole, people like this, uh, even Zlatan Ibrahimovic, I think, at, at PSG. What they loved about him was is that they knew straight away when he got it, it was one touch and it was going to go into the yeah. box. So they could make sure their runs were... Whereas they said sometimes when you had a tricky type of winger out, out wide, you know, they would do tricks, check back, and as a striker, you'd make your run, have to stop, go back out. Make your run, have to stop. Whereas Bex, you knew it went out to him, it would, it would normally be... Nine times out of ten, just one touch. Sometimes even, uh, uh, sorry, normally be two touches. Sometimes even one touch, and it would be in. And they could make that run knowing that the ball was going to be delivered into the box. Did you play with him at United? Yes. At the same time? Yes, yes. And was he the massive celebrity at that stage, or was that before Oh, no, he was. No, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. It's, uh, look, he, 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 was, he was famous because of his football footballing ability, but when he met Posh Spice, because the Spice Girls, who, those who don't know, were... Um, you know, one of the bands of the 90s in the UK and, oh, and the then world. obviously and then went on to, you know, yeah. the world and that took it to a different level and 
and then in 1998 World Cup when he gets sent off, he, he got some horrible stuff. Yeah. I mean, people oh. were putting effigies up him, pretending mm. to hang him. And, really, yeah. and then he came back that season, you know, and as we always do in, in countries like ourselves in England and America, we love that comeback story, right? So that season when that was occurring, so that was the 1998 World Cup, 98-99, I went and won the treble. So that just sort of took him to a different level. So, um, but like I said, you know, he wouldn't be where he was with, you know, because of one thing first and foremost is his football yeah. which our late youth coach Eric Harrison used to always say to us you'll get it you don't think about the cars the this the fame the fortune. nothing what you do on the pitch on the Saturday would dictate all that because the other thing he was at, sorry Brooksy you go I was just going to say the Beckham doco in terms of it's not just about him because there's so many big and well done interviews in yeah. Gary Neville Sir Alex Ferguson mm. uh, just a couple even Victoria, like yeah. you can, you get to see what they went through when they went to the States, coming back. Do you think, in your era as well, Bozart, that there could be multiple documentaries like that? I think it really shows that it's not just necessarily the character that's being shown in the documentary. No, it's it's a, like Gary Neville for me. Out of that was yeah. a star. Yeah, right. Like he was no, like he was amazing talent on that documentary, and. You find from those stories, even even Capello, like yeah. his role in Beckham's career, yeah. the ups and downs. Oh, like, yeah. You'd love to see something well, he, on Sir Alex, on Capello, yeah. on Neville. Yeah, and, and like, look, in terms of, and, and that's a very good point that you bring because you, you, you do become a brand and you become so shielded because you're making a lot of other people, and, and I mean this in the best way, you know, you do need a good agent, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? But when you do get an agent, they try to mold you into a brand which they think would be the most sellable for you. Now, in our sport, no matter what you do off the pitch, you're not going to replace what you earn on the pitch. Okay? But it's still very, very important. And there are a handful, and David Beckham was one of them with Adidas, which that's very, very important. So sometimes the less you speak during your career, because it's so, it's so protected, the better it is for you. And again, and I don't want this to sound the wrong way, because it's, it's, you know, agents do a fantastic job in the main. They're always bad apples everywhere. They, but in the main, and I mean that for all sports, and I mean that for all countries. But the most important thing you know, is, is the fact that you are making them and a whole lot of other people a lot of money. And they don't want anything to come in between that. So they're very, very strict and controlled of what you say and what you do off the pitch. So that's where, that's where, that's where the, sort of the conflict comes in. And this is then where the curtains can come up pretty much later on in Korea. So a lot of people, there's a lot of people that meet you go, oh, I never thought that you were like this or, you know, and a lot of times it's the opposite. You know, sometimes people see someone and say, yeah, he looks like, but then you meet and you go, he was a really nice guy or she was a really nice lady, you know. Yeah. So this is where this comes in late. But during, when it's, when it's there and it's on, if you go and do something without speaking to your agent, and rightly so, they'll bring you up and they'll, they'll go nuts at you. I mean, absolutely nuts, yeah. Did it ever happen to you, Boz, that you stepped into an interview and perhaps said something you shouldn't have or you, no. you, know, you went off script? No, no chance, no chance. I, I had that one incident, and we were going, won't go into detail, where I you know, foolishly tried to make a joke and it got turned into something else, which was a, that was a disaster. But other than that, no chance. Because you, get, you know from a young age, you, you, it's drummed into you. You're conditioned to say, right, anything that comes, anything, no matter what it is, and no matter what time of day or night, whatever it is, you might be at a nightclub and somebody might turn around and say, can we do something with you or whatever, and it might be three in the morning, you ring me. No excuse, you ring me. Yeah? Or, you know, or else you know, you, you'll be in big trouble. So it was conditioned, conditioned, conditioned into you. And, and understandably so, like I said, because that is their job. So I think a lot of people sort of have this impression of agents, um, you know, managers, whatever you want to call them, 
as being leeches. There are some that are. I've never come across one. I've been very, very lucky. I could name a couple. Right? But I, I'm telling you now, the, the overwhelming majority yeah. are not, and they do a very good job. And understandably, they get paid well for it. But that pay depends on what your client is doing. So a proper agent stroke manager will make sure that that client, if it's you, Brooksy, you, you are doing the right things. You know, and I think that's a very, very important thing to have in, in, in one's career. Well, off the back of the Beckham documentary, I went and watched the Colleen Rooney documentary because, no, well, well, the story is about Rebecca Vardy, right, and what she did and the amazing way how Colleen sniffed her out. But it was her and her agent that got together to with this plan of leaking stuff. And... That's what to what you were saying, right? There are some like bad they eggs, were okay. looking, they were looking at the total wrong reasons for doing it, and an agent should have been like, "No, Rebecca, what was she gaining from doing it, this? What was Rebecca Vardy she was, gaining? She was she was gaining good publicity in the papers right. for leaking stuff oh, about so Colleen and money, and money. Yeah, right. and obviously and money. it comes yeah. with it. Yeah, and that's and that that's why I brought that example up, yeah. Bozza, because some. Look at it as a springboard to get, well, they do. you know, get so, good publicity, and, said, and then there, they can get there, their there clients. Are, there are a minority, and you don't realise until you go into other worlds how lucky you are as a footballer, especially an elite footballer. Very lucky, very protected. Yeah. But then you know, that then you go into other worlds, and and I mean, well, we haven't got time to talk about it here now, but I'll just give us a brief little snapshot. You meet other people from other walks of life, and for different reasons, whether you agree with those reasons or not, maybe it's because they're desperate, because their mother is very sick, and they have to pay for a hospital bills. Whatever, you know, whatever. But they are, and they employ people, like you said, there's the, the bad apples, to go and somehow get money. How are they going to get money? They're going to look at someone. Let's they, they say to you, Brooksy, and say, well, okay, look, Brooksy's a famous footballer. He's worth a lot of money. What I need you to do is this. Okay? And then I need you to do this and that. And it's sad, but it is a part of life. And I, I, I think you'll find it happens a lot more in life than people realise. And sometimes it's sad you have to go through that experience. But once again, you never quite know until you know the reason. But as I used to always say to people, it's kind of like this. Look, if you need money, there's no need to steal my wallet. Just tell me and I'll decide if I can help you or not or I want to help you. But if you try to steal my wallet and I find out about it, you've got an issue, my friend. He was staring right into my yeah. eyes. Then. I don't know if he thinks I've taken his wallet. I haven't. So have you taken Bozza's wallet? Or? Well, it's not on me. What? <laughs> was that the whole plan? Just to get me to talk about that? Just to do you, it? You, you distract him. I'll take his wallet. Well, I'm not being funny. But as, just to let everyone know, as I'm talking, these three are eating. I'm not. And like, I'm thinking to myself, why? They're just getting, you know. Boz, Jeez. they're, they're well, getting course after course after course. Get yourself a burger. We're at Wahlburgers. Yeah, I like there's it. Wings, I like it. There's wings, like there's beers, there's I like that like. about you guys. You know, you have, you know, when you talk about strengths, you know one of your great strengths? I must say that. When we get a little bit deep and serious, then you just break it up into a little bit of a joke. Light and shade, mate. But I think that's a very good thing. You know, mm. laughter is so important for everyone. It's also very Australian. We don't deal with things that are too deep. You've got to crack a joke. Yeah, I think At some point, you've got to crack a joke. I think that's very, very good. Uh, now, we've got a lot going on the show. We're about to take a break, but I just want to say that we are doing a quiz today. So uh, it's the Wilson Sporting Goods pack that you can win. It's the Wilson quiz. It includes a castaway volleyball, a set of Wilson golf clubs, and more. We'll be calling out a bit later, Boz. It's normally about 5.30, I think. And uh, if you get... Uh, you get on the phone, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. You can jump in a queue. Right. Um, answer a bunch of questions. Now, last week, you had some 
problems with the way that the the way that we did it. Have we changed it, Brooks? Here, we have changed format? it because Good. I'm, I, I was actually. Can I just sort of you know, confess to you? I was actually testing how strong you would be, and, I, and I'm very impressed you got that it. you stay strong. God, always yeah, a really test with the balls. Really good. Um, not, as, not as impressive as when I tested Brooksy last week when I turned around and I said, these young boys in the Champions League? And even my friend said, by the way, Brooksy, put you in your place. He come up with yes, and he come up with the group and who's qualified. All week I've been getting it from my mates. Brooksy won, Bozo again. <laughs> I need to get back to 1-1 one, one this week. Well, it's it's a big plenty, of, plenty of time this afternoon. All right, you're on the run home with Jalen Fletch. It's the Prof and the Boz. Welcome back to the Run Home with John and Fletch. Thanks to Hello, MFP everyone. Easy Vote Sid, ah. Queensland's best fiberglass pool builder, and Sonos Game Changing Sound this festive season. If you're in New Zealand and want to have your say, just a reminder. Hello, New Zealand. Text us on double eight double three, uh, or you can slide to the DMs uh, on Instagram at Joel Fletch Sen. Bozo, they come in and thick and fast. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, Bozo? Did you ever play against or know a guy named Kresmir Maruzic? Yeah. Yeah, he was the best player Krishmi. I've ever seen in the old NSL. Yeah, yeah, Chris Maranchic. Yeah, 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 definitely. He was absolutely excellent. And funny enough as well, a gentleman who uh, plays a major part in the Warburgs franchise over here, Ivan Morass, who I played with when I was about 19 when I came back to Australia, he just came and said hello as well. So there you go. Isn't it a small world? Yeah, Funny, funny one. Yeah. Hey, Professor, what's it like doing a show where you know you won't have to pad it all? As in fill in the dead space because you, sir, are a broadcaster. Well, no, it's not that. It's, it's just because I talk too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you just trying to be nice going, no. no, no, no. You should see your face when I go on one of my soliloquies. No, well, <laughs> You like that word? <laughs> I saw another word the other day. It sounded really loquacious. What, what does loquacious, loquacious mean again? I, I don't know, that. but it sounded good. I don't know. Text in. Uh, mate, time for this. Uh, what? It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League yeah. on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Right, yes. let's go. NRL news update, obviously being the Eels tragic that you are, me being yes. a manly man. The but we're going to talk about Jerry Maguire this week. Yeah. Jerry? Yeah, yeah Jerry show me the money. Maguire. Show no, me the money. New South Wales coach. Oh, Michael Maguire, that's it. Uh, he's been stood down by the Kiwis. They made a decision during the week that it may have been a conflict of interest. No, they're right. They're 100% right. There, are, there is a conflict. I, I don't think really he should be involved in Canberra either. It is a conflict of interest. But coming back to what we said before, you know, he will probably be getting decent money from Canberra to work. And, and probably the New South Wales Rugby, Federal, you know, Rugby League uh, Association, or whatever they are, have probably gone, well, okay, you know, when they've come to him to get the job, he's probably turned around and said, well, this is my price, you know, and I'll come to you completely. Uh, and they've gone, oh, we're not going to willing to pay that. And he's gone, well, okay, well, I'm not going to give up this job then, which is understandable. And you said as well, he has got a contract till 2025 with Canberra, but, I, but he had a contract with New Zealand as well. But this, yes. is, where, this is where it's smart, and so all you administrators out there, is you, should be putting, you should be putting into contracts, not only for players, but for managers, if anyone comes in the term of your contract, they will have to pay compensation to the tune of to X. release you. To release you. See? So Do you like his appointment as New South Wales coach? I look Being the blue I, that you are? It's difficult to say because Brad Fittler and I grew up together. So I'm very pro-Brad Fittler. Okay? So it's difficult to say. I would have liked him to see stay on. But from a pure sporting perspective, if you just sort of step back and say, have a look right now that it's available... Then why not? We've, we've, we went with somebody who liked to play, you could say, more of an attacking brand of rugby league in terms of Brad Fittler and had mixed success. Michael Maguire's brand of rugby league is, is probably a little bit less attacking, but it's a little bit more disciplined and focused. The bottom line is the most important thing is in, in, you know, in, in what is the biggest rugby league event that there is in the whole sport, 
is to win. It's three games, it's high intensity, is to win. And I think the, the way things are, are tracking now, I don't think New South Wales will mind if they win playing overly attacking, attractive rugby league, or if they win playing more of discipline style of rugby league, they just want to win. So they would have looked at the job that he did with the Kiwis, which is is a you know is a team that's known internationally as the underdogs, although they beat Australia last Keep time. Us, yeah. So they'll be thinking now because New South Wales, regardless of what them lot say up north, New South Wales are the underdogs. The success that Queensland have, and they love to play that little victim card, saying we're the under. No, you're not. You're the favourites. So they don't like that. I saw that once. I, I was on once with Wide World Sports with Darren Lockie, and I tried to say, "Well, your favourite." They didn't like that, yeah. So, but we are at the moment. We are. You know, when we go into we we unless something happens unbelievably injury-wise, that's a Newcastle suspensions. We will be underdogs, and I think that that will suit the style of rugby league that um, that Maguire will play. Tough gig as a coach going in, because obviously when you take over an NRL club, you've got you know, that one season where you just have to improve a little. You do your five-year plan, you know that you can hang around for a bit, but he has to come in and he has to win. Very good point. Straight away. So it's like international management. Yes. And this yeah, is yeah. why you've got to be ready for it. And this is why generally in our sport you like international management. It's, the trend's gone a little bit the other way recently, but that's more because coaches want to have their opportunity to show their wares on the world stage to get a job. But normally it was always for an older gentleman who had more time on his hands and wanted to take it easy. But it was very intensive. So, you know, you, you haven't got control pretty much over injuries and, and suspensions or whatnot. Mm. You pick players on form, you know, like, and you get them. You, know, you, you might have a plan right now, which basically the week of the origin you're going to have to chuck away because the plan so you had right now was, is completely different because you got completely different a playing roster because of all those reasons. So it is. It's, it's a very difficult art, very difficult skill. And you're limited to the players that you may select in terms of where they're from and so forth as well. So uh, completely different. Uh, and it's three games. That's it. You can, you know, you live or die for the rest of the, for the rest of the year on those results of those three games. But it is the biggest event in it rugby is, league, yeah. in uh, world rugby league. You'd have to say. I would absolutely. Say it's bigger than the kangaroo tours. It's bigger than the world cup. Everything at the moment. I also got to say it's the best quality football that you watch. What? That, that's there's, it, there's nothing kind of go, like it. Kind of goes hand. Kind of goes hand in hand a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Michael <laughs> Maguire. He had this to say on the Blues job. Go Jerry. Oh, I don't think so. You know, I mean, yeah, they are right. two completely different campaigns. Um, I think, you know, look, I, 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 mate, I love my time with the Kiwis and mate, I've got some very special relationships with players and staff and uh, that's what you get when you you get very close to the people that, you know, go out and perform in the big arena. Um, so I guess that'll I'll always hold that at a really high level, but I also want to now create that with the, the boys that play for the Blues. You know, there's nothing better as a coach when you get really connected with a player and, um, you know, and, and then they take... Um, you know their talent and go and, and put it onto the field and, and build success. There's nothing better, you know, to to be able to stand with your players at the end of a campaign and know that you're successful. And there's special moments for the player, the family, uh, their, their families in the stands, and you know the community that rolls behind you. Um, because mm. there's a lot of people out there in New South Wales that live and breathe for that team to be successful. And you know to be able to feel that, I think uh, the spirit within. You know, what you can create within uh, the jersey, and I always say that you know when you the blues jersey now is everything. It's 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 what we stand for, uh, and however and what we do with that is um, our moment in time. He sounds ready. Well, we'll he's see. saying all the right things. Like I said, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Tough gig. I though. can understand where he's where he's coming from. Uh, I had an ex-manager of mine who recently passed away, unfortunately, Terry Venables, who was very much like that. Um, there's other managers who used to like to take a little bit of a distance. Um, but ultimately, look, you, 
you know, your principles, of course, are so important. And so is everything that he was talking about around the game. But ultimately, it's going to come down to results. And, you know, you talk about Netflix series. I would love to play that interview. You know how he likes to get close to the players and have a great relationship. And then go straight to the dressing room where he's basically tearing the backside. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, the other night at dinner, I saw your family didn't like me. You're off. (laughs) Specific. Let's go to the news. We'll be back. Big thanks to Sam there. Uh, And apologies for calling Sam Amy earlier. Normally, Amy does the news on a Friday with us, but we've heard that she's uh, having a bit of a knees up for Christmas. Um, She's at a Christmas party. um, And good on her. She's worked hard and she deserves it. Hey, you are on the run home with Joel and Fletch, thanks to the Hyundai Kona N-Line. Imagine to be bold. Yes, I'm not Joel. I am the professor sitting beside me. No, it's not Fletch. It's much better. It's Mark Bosnich, the B-Man. 300%. Uh, A reminder, we're on YouTube. Make sure you take a look. So it's Joel and Fletch and subscribe. Hey, we're asking people to call in one 300 1170 I'd love to listen to what the people are going to think. Now, we've got a caller on the line, Greg. Greggy. You there, Greg? I am. Is that Professor Joel Fletcher? This is me, Professor Joel Fletcher. Yep. You've got a question for us, Greg? Question for Boz. Boz, growing up in the game, growing up in the game, how aware were you of the history of the game here and specifically of the clubs that you played for? Oh, very aware. Uh, and very aware of of the existence and also the the, the struggle that football had uh, for a very, very long time just for general recognition. Um, you know, there, there was a feeling way back then, so I don't want people to confuse this, although there'll be a lot of people who say that they feel very similar now, but there was a feeling way back then that football was sort of treated as a little bit of a, a nuisance or an insignificant rather, rather than anything else. And the, quali- you know, the qualification for our first ever World Cup in 1974 was something that was very special. And I think it all coincided, a lot of it. I mean, we know our, our football history goes back to 1880, hence why the Wanderers supporters on the 80th minute Really? In Australia, around. the 1880? Yes, yes, kidding. correct. No, correct. Um, but the, the, the real, you could say, intertwined relationship came with the immigrant community who came after the Second World War. It was a great way for those immigrants to assimilate into Australian society, having those football clubs. That's why it's so good to have some of those clubs coming back into National Second Division. But uh, the history of football is, it, 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 it's been much richer than people made out. Uh, maybe in the past we've, we've perhaps, as a sport, I mean, a lot of people would be able to comment more on this than me because, you know, like I said, I, you know, I was born in 1972, but I think a lot of people would point to the fact that the, that the sport has sometimes had a habit of shooting itself in the foot. But you've got, I think it's really overall, it's punched above its weight. And, and look, you know, like I said to somebody today, you know, yes, at the moment, the A-League has got their challenges, let's put it that way. Yeah? But we saw what, what it could be with the 30,000 people last week. Brilliant. Derby. That was good. But in terms of support, I mean, look at the Batildas. I mean, I, I'm still getting over that in a good way, that they got, what was it, 11 and a half, 12 million people, the, the biggest rating show, never mind sport, TV show in the whole history of Australia. And I truly, truly think Australia is a very, very advanced and very storied sporting nation. But Australians also, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, when I say you know, Australian Australians, like they like, not like, they love winners. So yeah. when they know their team is going to, no, when they know their team is a real opportunity to to actually like with the Matildas, you know, do it, you know, to win something. So they're right behind it. But there's, all, I mean, look at the participation levels of all time. So for, for every for every problem, there is a positive. 
but uh, you know, Greg, to, to talk about the history, I mean, like I said, I don't want to take up the whole show, but it's got a rich and a storied history. And it's only going to get better, in my opinion, if they keep making the right calls. Um, and, and that's going to be up to the people that are in power. We're very fortunate at the moment we've got a CEO of Football Australia in James Johnson who's, who's done an excellent job thus far. There's been a change in the chairmanship. Chris Niku has had to stand down after his, I think his term was pretty much over, but also it was taking up too much of his time. And a, a, a chap called Anta Isaac, who grew up in the west of Sydney, uh, has taken over. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see in what direction that everything goes. The A-League need to, to sort a lot of problems out that we spoke with a couple of weeks ago. And, and, and you know, I, I would just like once and for all to say, right, this is what we are. This is who we are. It's a game that's not meant for the summer. Let's just play in the winter. Let's align the pyramids. Don't worry about the other sports. Actually learn off the other sports, if anything. Admire them for what they've done. I mean, look at the achievement. Let's be honest. AFL, a game that was pretty much played in one state for, what, nearly 100 years. You know, you have a look at the top 10 TV deals per capita and the top 10 average crowds. They're up there. You know, I'm talking about in the world. Mm. Rugby league, fantastic history. I mean, how much they're always banging on about the history and mortals. Um, you know, we... You know, we, we go through all the, the, the great times, you know, the, the St. George side when they won that 11 straight, the great Parramatta side now being repeated by Penrith this time as well. And like I said, it, it may have not have been as mainstream as people would have liked it, but just don't make yourself any less proud of being a football supporter, nor don't be ashamed because there are a lot of people in our sport who don't like it when you support other sports. Don't, don't, don't have it. You can support any sport you want. That's your right as an Australian. So you, you go and do that and be proud of, of your own history and look forward, not backwards. Did that, that answer your question, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 did, uh, it, it did stray a little away from the, uh, the no. original question. But no, that's, Sorry, that's Greg. Good. I'm trying to give you a thorough answer. answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, Greg. Go. Yep, one more. Yep. Um, did Ronnie Corrie ever coach you? Um, yes. Arthur? Yes, if, if it wasn't for Ron Corrie, I would not have been the goalkeeper that I was. He played an instrumental part. I can't tell you how much from age of 12 till I left for England when I was 15, well, 16, sorry. He played an instrumental part in, in my development at that age. Without him, I wouldn't have achieved uh, not even half of what I did. There you go, Greg. Thanks for calling in. Good man. You there? You gone? Good, sir. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know you talk about participation, right? Nah. So my, currently my son plays under six. Yeah! So is mine. And... That we should get them to fight. No, you don't do that with kids. No, that's sorry. Yeah. That's underage. That's is that underage? Yeah. Uh, his in his team that he plays for on the Northern yes. Beaches, there are eleven teams in under sixes. There you go. And they're all named after sharks. There you go. So he's in the bull sharks. There's the leopard sharks. There's yeah. the uh, there's the grey nurses. There's the great whites. There's tigers. The tigers. There's the wobbygongs. You get in there all eleven. Do you want me to name yeah, all 11? Go. Okay. The basket sharks? There's, there is the yeah, basket sharks. There's also the pajama sharks. There's also Amy. Uh, uh, whale sharks. Amy shark. Whale sharks. There is yeah, the whale sharks. Be. I suppose I know your sharks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite shark, boss? Oh, can't have it if you won the great white. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think I lean towards the whale. Okay, fair yeah. enough. All right. Beautiful yeah. shark. Uh, that was my point. We, I, sorry, we, didn't, we weren't going to the sharks. Yeah. My point is, same age group for the local league and union sides can't put a side together oh, well i'm just saying to going forward as i said to you about the other sports having an issue with the safety as aspect now i know i always remember tricky ricky uh, ricky stewart about three or four years ago in a press conference turn around and say our sport is not for everyone he's right he's right i mean i'm not so sure head office would have been happy him saying that but no. the bottom line is he's right it's not it, it really is not and and as as the as the world goes further and further forward 
that'll become more and more the fact. And you've got to understand as well, 47% of this country are either born outside of this country or, or uh, first or second generation uh, new Australians. Yeah. And around the world, we know which is the most popular sport. So it, th there's no doubt about that. And the idea of it, and you know, people say it's always been the case, yes, but as we go, it's becoming, it, it's becoming, it's not just a, a wave, it's, it's becoming a tsunami. You know, in terms I'm of, hearing and hence, hence why we need more parks and this, that, and the other. And it will be only a matter of time before that starts translating to support. We've got, we've always had it for the Socceroos, and now recently the Matildas. Always, I can remember going to the centenary test in 1980 uh, between Australia and England. That was a soccer football test. That was you know, packed out. It was always been. And we just need to not only involve everyone, but just to keep, keep, keep that momentum going and translate that into support for the local game because those are going to be your pathways. So slowly but surely, step by step, and don't look at it like a city is old. I want to outdo rugby league. I want to outdo it. No, no. They are pillars of Australian society. Just look to be a fellow pillar of Australian society. Beautiful, That's man. all. That's Sounds all. like the next 15 years are going to be pretty important. If you've got those sort of numbers at, yeah. at year six, age yeah. six, when these these kids 100%. become 21 he, he, and they're supporting he, teams, they're more likely right, going to so support. Here's what's been happening, Brooksy, because of that type. Clubs. Because it becomes so much of a struggle at 16, a lot of people drop off between 16 and 20. And they get upset for some reason at, at the local game. Maybe it's some type of nepotism or maybe it's uh, because of something happened or whatever and this, that and the other. And they just get so upset. And some of them have got very valid reasons. They just go, you know, I'm not supporting it anymore. So that is that's really the, the, that's that's the that's 16 that's to 20 yes, is what yes. we need to aim at. So we need to have like those pathways. We need, we need it to be as, as uh, open and as transparent as possible. And to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity, not too dissimilar to when you're talking about running a country, okay? Ooh, you know, from a, from a political perspective, oh, okay? So, geez, you know, that it, it's got to, in me, it's got to echo. Sport for me should be an echo of, of what life is in our country. And as long as we stick down that philosophy, I think we'll be absolutely okay. And like I said, play the sport when it's supposed to be played. Yeah. Right. When God invented the summer, he didn't have football in mind. No. All right. He had yep. cricket in mind. He did. <laughs> he had, yeah. had holidays in mind. He had he tennis. Did. He had golf yeah. in mind. A bit of golf. Yeah. Bit of golf. Yeah. Oh, a lot he of golf, didn't actually. have in mind people doing 40 meter sprints in 40 degree heat. No. Well, if only we could down. get him on the phone. Yeah. If only we could get him on the that's phone. That's the 40 40. Now, Boz, yeah. he, my son's not the only one that's playing soccer at the moment. He's I'm not. playing uh, goalkeeper. Good man. Oh, you told us. You told us the other day. Good man. I just want another tip. Oh, you got upset when I was asking you for tips. No, I got upset because. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I got upset because it was you and Fletch, I think, yeah? Yeah. We're asking about things like before we did the business side, which is to talk about the European football. Then you do that side. It's kind of like, you know, you know, it's you know what's great when you play sport that you do really well, you work really hard, then occasionally have a night out. Not the other way around. You have six nights out, and then, okay, well, we'll play the game on was, the weekend. Mate, it was Fletch <laughs> if you got that the you were talking to. A souffle Fletch. Yeah, let me ask you this. So, two-on-one, right? This happened yes. to me the other day. Two-on-one. You hold. You, you hold them. You hold them. You hold them. Am I following the ball? Am I following the player? No, you hold them. You hold them. You, you, stay, with, you stay with the man who's got the ball, but you stay hold... Stay with the man who's got delay, the ball? Delay, delay, delay. So, I'm not charging him? No, no. Delay, unless he... Over, unless he, That's all right, but unless he overtouches it... If he overtouches it, then you go. Then you go to get right? the... But you delay and hope for that your centre-back comes. But then comes the time when you have to go and you've got to make a decision. A good player would just wait for you. I tell you. And you get, this is when it comes a bit of a duel. It's a little bit like, mm. you know, good, the bad, the ugly. You've got yeah. to, you got to sort of, you know... <laughs> well, Boz, I don't know. In my team, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, there's not a lot of backs running back to help me. So. All right, but then you have to do it yourself, mate. All right, let's take a break. Uh, if, you've got, if you want a goalkeeping tip off the great man... 
call in one three hundred zero one eleven seventy or zero four five seven or if you got seven three six seven three six. There's very few people in the whole of New South Wales, and I would assume the same in Queensland and New Zealand, who haven't got either kids or relatives or friends playing junior football, mm. girl or boy. And if you've got any tips or ideas as uh, how to translate that into basically mass participation into mass support for the local game call in and tell us too tell us your ideas and maybe tell us as well why one of your nearest and dearest got turned off between that age of 16 to 20 and Beautiful. refuses now to go for example to a local game wonderful you're on the run Love home it. with joel and fletch uh we'll be back right after this break yes you're on the run home with joel and fletch thanks to hyundai the Hyundai kind of end line. Imagine me both. Sorry, Boz has just run into an old teammate there. So we yeah, just well, he, was, uh, he used to play against us. He was an excellent player too, by yeah, the way. Wow. A really, really good player. Really good player. He was a year above, but I used to play a year and two years above anyway. So, um, But he was an excellent player. Really, really good player. a lot of ex-people uh, that you played football yeah. with down but here. Well, this is, but this is the thing. This is why I want people to ring in to, to explain. because you know, And that used to be especially the case way back when. Not, maybe not as much now because you know things are a little bit different in Asia. But during that era, I mean... World Youth Cups, which are always a good indicator how things are going to go in the future, you know, we're under 17s, under 20s. The talent, I mean, people still say it. Well, they do now, but that's why they're setting down all the big clubs because they know there's so much talent and for quite cheap, understandably so, uh, Australian boys and girls, especially after the Women's World Cup as well. That's why they're all down here. Barcelona, Juventus, Real Madrid, and they start coming down here. Liverpool, um, I've told Aston Villa, get yourselves down here right now. Manchester, the, the list goes on. Villarreal. Um, <laughs> so it, it's completely understandable and because there's rich athletic talent here. that You know when they talk about the battle between the codes? For me, that's the real battle, buddy. To get the best athletes playing your sport. That's right. That's Absolutely. what it is. Well, that's yeah. why you see all these uh, current NBA players uh, are all... They're all, as in, you know, the Dyson Daniels and the uh, yeah. Ben Simmons and those of the world. They yeah. are all AFL talent. Um, <laughs> and so I obviously left one out there. Um <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're gonna, what are we going to do? Josh Green. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. So they had a choice at the age of 15 or 16. Yep. Do I go with AFL? I'm this amazing AFL player. I'm playing for the Hawks, whoever. Or do I go and I try and make it in the NBA? And they went and made it in the well, NBA. That's understandable. That's what, we just, that's what we want. More choices for our kids here in Australia. 100%. We're going to take a break. We'll are be we? back. Choice okay. is good. Let's take a break. <laughs> yes, welcome back to The Run Home. We're coming to you live from Wahlburgers down at Circular Quay this afternoon. Uh, it is myself, the prof, and I'm sitting next to the great man, Bozza. Uh, it's with thanks to Hyundai Kona N-Line, imagine, to be bold. Boz, the text lines, uh, they're lighting up. Um, yep. Boz, after the weekend's performance, is Trent Alexander-Arnold the best right back in the world? I think him and, and Jao Concello, um, the, the Manchester City players on loan to Barcelona, them two. They're definitely. the two best. Right, definitely. Keep sending your texts in, 0457. 736736. Uh, NFL rolls on. It Boz. does. It does. We're you... watching a game here, but it's just concluded. So I want to know what the score was that game. That was Dallas Cowboys versus, was it the Ravens? Uh, it was the Seahawks. Seahawks, sorry. And the also Seattle I want to know who's, who's winning the standings, yeah? I can do that. The Cowboys, 41, defeated the Seahawks, 35. Wow, because the Seahawks are winning 35-30. Well done, Cowboys. They were, Thanks yeah. Uh, and yeah. Brooksy's going to, well, I'm going to cross live to Brooksy now. He's got these standings. NFC yeah. is the Eagles, 10-1. and one. Cowboys, 9-3. and three. 49ers, 8-3. and three. AFC Ravens nine and three, Chiefs eight and three with the Jaguars and the Dolphins. Right, now, okay. very now, that, cool that was that very good. But can I just say, next time, can you say you know their nicknames? I don't want no Super Rugby. I don't know where. Oh, I, I want that city. I want that city. Miami, Baltimore. Yes, that's yeah, what I want. Just remember in the, in the, oh, you know, the Super Rugby. That's what I used to say. I'm sorry, friend. But you're saying the Super Rugby. You go, oh, you've got the Lions playing against the Dolphins. I'm like, where are they from? Yeah, you're right. 
Go, go, buddy. I don't, know, I don't think I can get it in. Oh, you can. You can. You no, can. Uh, look, you can do it. I don't even know. No. You can do Four, it. Four, three. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. No, yeah, you, can well, do it. you can do it. You can do it. You can do it.